Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Your adventure awaits. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about spiritual lives. Noelle, how are you? I am tired. How are you? I'm kind of tired too. It's overcast in LA, which is kind of nice. It's just, uh, I call it grilled cheese and soup weather. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's 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 the kind of weather where you just want to ditch school, stand, stay in your bed all day. Absolutely. And I love that we record these on Fridays because it can kind of herald the weekend, set yeah. the tone. That's yes. awesome. That's so awesome. let's talk about spiritual lives. Yeah. So from a coaching perspective, I think this is one of the areas where a lot of people uh, struggle mm-hmm. and feel gray because in so much of our lives, you know, we tell our coaches, show yourself, show your niche, but spirituality, what you feel about God, existence, the universe, religion, higher power is so often taboo. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, people are more open to it now, but I think when you mention the word spirit or spirituality, um, a lot of people mix that up with religion and you, you get pushed back right away. Absolutely. And, and it, and it, and religion, I think is an appropriate word, you know, mm-hmm. um, the way that I feel about spirituality is very much equivalent to the way that my mom feels about Catholicism, right? Apples and oranges. What is your uh, definition of spirituality and, and what that means to you? My definition of spirituality is the way in which a human connects to uh, a spirit, mm-hmm. something greater than them, something that can be um, only referred to in some sort of a mystical realm that is not of this world um, that connects to purpose, meaning. Uh, there's there's something implicit about good in connecting with spirit, working yeah. for, for a higher good. Um, and it's, it's something that I rejected for most of my life until recently. And I think you and I are probably in the same boat with that, that, you know, for me, religion represented rules, structures, deities, um, kind of like being forced into a box of, of certain behaviors. And I rejected it for yeah. a really, really, really long time. And I'm just kind of now getting um, uh, tossed so greatly in life that it brings you to your knees. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, hello. Hello, spirit. What do you <laughs> want from me? Yeah, I think so. For me, when I was married, I was a uh, Christian and we went to church on Sundays. And I think I kind of went through the motions um, a lot for her. And it wasn't, and then of course, after the divorce, uh, kind of faded from religion, um, didn't go to church much. Uh, and then I realized that you don't just have to be, um, religious to be a spiritual person. And so in the last, I, I would say three years, I started to, um, get in touch with my spirit and practice, uh, being a spiritual person. And I know that looks different for everyone. Um, but I, 
I connect to this this greater power and how it ties into our stories, you know, um, and and that's where I really feel spiritual in um, something greater working through us uh, to write these amazing stories. Absolutely, and for me, what's been really altering has been everything that I've learned about science and earth and its biological and neurological and uh, physics functions. And then in my late thirties, starting to learn about the different spiritual realms and then seeing the two mirrored in each other. Mm. And it's been startling. What do you mean by Um, mirrored in each other? What do you mean? So uh, a lot of the tenets of, um, you know, when we pray, Mm -hmm. right? Prayer, asking of something from a higher power, when we actually take and break that down to an atomic level, what we can consider is that we're moving energy. Mm -hmm. And so to to link, um, you know, this concept of, of prayer to then, you know, what we know actually happens, which is is moving energy and even changing our genetic patterns. It's really startling that you can kind of strip it all away and say, wow, from a really functional perspective, we're talking about the same stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So how have you ever introduced this with a coaching client? Do you have any fear or reservation around it? No. So I I really believe that as a coach, you know, you come in authentic. um, You come in as you are. And if you are a spiritual person, I think it's okay for that to leak in, you know, the conversations. Now, I don't think you should uh, put your stuff on other people or put a lot of shoulds. But I I think that you should um, bring to the table who you are. And so, um, you know, uh, 10 years ago, uh, there wasn't a lot of, uh, when I was coaching people, there wasn't a lot of conversation about uh, being a spiritual person or how, you know, uh, our stories are bigger than us, etc. But these days, um, because I do a lot of narrative work and using our stories and rewriting our stories and all that, um, sometimes I'll come from a spiritual place and it's, I'm comfortable with that. I think it's okay. So, I, for the very, very, very first time this week, acknowledged to a prospective coaching client with gratitude Mm. um, that I felt a connection. And that was a really big step for me because I'm pretty type A, super Virgo, East Coast. I like rules. I like science. I like, you know, being able to cite my material and I'm, I'm changing. How did you, how did you say that? How did you describe the connection? Somebody wrote me an email and said, I'd like to take up coaching with you. Mm -hmm. And I believe that I can help this person. Mm -hmm. I I actually, something something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel a connection. Like I, I, I genuinely do. And I responded and and I said, thank you for choosing me. Thank Mm -hmm. you for trusting me with your story. Thank you for trusting me with your healing. And I was honest and I said, I feel a connection here. I love that. I think, um, you know, so like some people can be like, oh, well that, that may be hokey or whatever. Um, but to me that makes me feel like, um, okay, well then we're, we're meant to have a conversation. We're meant to connect. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And, 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 
I don't know. I think that I would probably, because I've not gotten into um, any kind of spiritual work where I'm the coach. So I think I'd probably ask her permission from the client and have like a real conversation around what that means. Um, But I've started to experience coaching on a spiritual level from people who are showing up as mentors and guides to me. Mm -hmm. And it's been fucking profound. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about how you decide to see the world, and um, the world can change. And this is this is you know this has to do with my spiritual journey. The world can change really um, in an instant when you start to see it through a spiritual lens, uh, and you start to see a lot of things that um, if you took away that lens, that would just be logical. Yes, like and- uh, mir- like you know, like for example, miracles and how things happen and connecting dots and. Um, the people that come into your life and all of that stuff, like making sense of your story. If I took out the spiritual piece, um, I wouldn't be able to do it as well. You know, you know what I've started doing is just being completely open and honest with everybody in my life about the fact that I'm going on this spiritual journey. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's warning. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's been both like wonderful and hilarious. So I live in Philadelphia. Um, my friends are awesome. Uh, they're East coasters. Everybody's skeptical. Everybody's snarky. And here I am, they know I go back and forth to California and I'm like, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to move some energy around for you. I'm going to light a candle for you. I'm going to set an intention for you. And I've gotten pushback. Just people who, who I love and who love me have said, I really can't take you seriously, Noel. And we had this absolutely magical moment. Uh, at a, a taco bar where my friend, one of my best friends in the world, turned to me and said, I just can't take you. I can't take you seriously. And I looked her dead in the eye and said, well, I hate to tell you, but I'm actually a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> and she completely fell off her bar stool. And But, you know, that's what it comes down to, right? You know, like uh, in many ways on a metaphorical level, I am a fairy. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing now. I'm just telling people straight up. I'm a fairy, everyone. <laughs> I like it. I mean, you you are what you say you are. And um, if that's how you see yourself, I think that's great. You know, I sprinkle kindness and love. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, there's something um, there's something beautiful about um, breaking the norm and definitions and saying that, you know what, that I am this or that, that other people uh, may label and judge, you know, and so I think like steering the pot like that, I think is great, you know, and it challenges people. And, oh, yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that in LA, uh, just because of the yoga scene and wellness and all that, um, words like energy and spirituality now are, they're, they're very, they're bumper stickers, they're very common. So I think where you are, they're probably they're, uh, where you live, there's more pushback than say in LA, where, where people um, are more, uh, accept- they're more accepting of this, you know, spiritual stuff. Well, it'll be a grand experiment. I'm going to get back out there in a couple of weeks. So we'll see how I do, you know, announcing in different venues that I am, in fact, a fairy. Yes. How do you think, <laughs> how do you think your um, spiritual practice, your spiritual life, um, how do you think that this is um, going to play in your evolution? So as a coach and also just as a human. It's changing me. It's mm-hmm. changing me um, because it's taking the pressure off of my ego. Yeah, hundred percent. To perform. Yeah. And there's a, a large amount of surrender 
that comes from engaging in a spiritual practice. And, um, you know, as a coach, I tell our students all the time, you know, you guys are conduits. Mm -hmm. When you step into a coaching space, you are, your life is suspended for a little while and your purpose is to hold space for somebody else to figure out their life. And to me, that is sacred. Yeah. I mean, well, that, well, is, that, that in itself is spiritual, that, mm-hmm. right. That, that, uh, experience. That experience. And, and then when I, you know, pull back and I look at the expanse of my life, you know, it's so easy to feed into your ego space, your id, what you refer to as the pseudo self to measure yourself against what you possessions, money, status, mm-hmm. power, But when you lean into your spiritual practice, those things hold no weight. Yeah, and I think um, you really hit it on the um, on the nail with this. I I I, I've been feeling the same way. I think that there's a a, and we all have this is a part of me, and uh, it's the ego, it's the approval seeking, um, the person that wants to you know trace blueprints that have been created by uh, society and, and and maybe old old versions of me and parents etc. Advertising, um, but when I start to look at my life through a spiritual plane, um, all of that dissolves, you know. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of acceptance, and of course, you know, the way that our life folds, that never folds the way uh, unfolds the way that we wanted to. And and um, when you look at that and your story through a spiritual lens. Uh, you're able to let go more. You're able to accept people and their opinions and their decisions. Um, it just reduces so much anxiety. I mean, it, it really is that whole idea of surrendering, but in a good way, you know? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I talk a lot. I'm a huge fan of um, of community, of communal living, mm-hmm. of sharing resources with folks beyond a family unit, engaging in a chosen family. And when you think about spirituality, for me at least, there's this implicit concept of connection, that we are all connected. We're connected um, spiritually, energetically. We're connected because we live on this earth. We're connected through society. We're connected psychically. Um, And how cool would it be if we could all accept that as a reality and didn't have to worry? So John, you and I are really close, right? we're close, we're business partners, we're friends, our relationship is random as fuck. Yeah. And from the sky, yet, <laughs> you know, how much of a difference in your life would it make if you knew that because you and I are connected, you could always rely on me for resources and you can, mm-hmm. you know, but what if everybody were able to internalize that and actually make our connection firm? Sure. And I think especially with today and the internet, we are uh, more connected than ever because it just, you know, the, the, uh, just through our phones and that, uh, that can create a lot of, uh, you know, the word that we use is catalyst, but that could create a lot of, um, human exchange, um, that if you actually look at it through a spiritual lens and you accept, uh, that can be powerful, that can change your life. You can meet people. Uh, and people could come into your life uh, that, you know, that's not logical or that's unexpected uh, that could turn your life around. I think that is exciting. I think that pulls you out of the trenches of the, the, the norm and, the, you know, paying taxes and your daily duties and all of that. It's like when, when you start thinking about that and the possibilities, um, to me, that gets makes life exciting. 
And I think that's the juxtaposition, right? Is it sounds so romantic when we say how fucking incredible that we live in a day and age where we could be connected to the whole of humanity. But what it looks like in reality is opening up Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. You kind of, you have to look for it. You have to look for the magic because they're so easy to let the mundane take over. Well, that's the thing. So so when you said open up Facebook, it just instantly uh, became human, logical, you know, um, phone, technology. Uh, it, it took the magic out. Um, but then if you look at it through a spiritual lens and uh, Facebook, the internet, technology is all just a tool right, for something that is greater and a way to for us to connect and evolve, um, then there's magic there, right? Then it becomes becomes romantic. Absolutely. And, you know, when, when, and something I love doing is is saying, why do we consider this to make sense? You know, you and I live on a planet suspended in a universe. It is um, not up for debate that there are other universes. There are other planets with life. We are composed of atoms that bounce in and out of reality. Um, we don't know where the atoms go. We assume that they go to other dimensions, but there's a lot that we don't know. Everything yeah. I've just said is fucking factual, right? Sure, so sure. like, we wake up every day and we put on the coffee maker and accept that as our reality. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you know, uh, 15, 20 years ago, I mean, back when we were uh, you know, answering our pagers, this idea of what's happening now and I mean, even the idea of emails and, and now there's uh, something on my Google. I don't know what happened, but it sends, it's actually finishing my sentences for me. And it's yes. great. It's great out. And then you hit tab and then it's learning about you. So like this kind of stuff, you know, if you had told me, you know, 15 years ago, I would. I would think it was like very Jetsons. I would think like, no, you know, but um, it's happening. And uh, I think that all these are tools that are going to connect us, evolve us. And ultimately, um, I think there, this is all going to be uh, or is a, a spiritual experience. I mean, oh, that, that's, that's, that's a way that I choose to look at it, you know. I have a burning question. Did you have a pager? Oh, yeah, I had two. You had two? <laughs> I did not I sell drugs, a, but I had two. Uh, I one, you know, one for these friends and one for those friends kind of thing. Can you bring back the pager, John? Oh man, I I, I don't know what, where uh, if they sell them, but I would love to. They just have a pager, and also imagine the uh, just to put your phone away, and the only yeah. way people can contact you is, is through a page. That would be amazing. You don't mm -hmm. have to text them back. You don't have to answer your phone. You just get this little vibration or beeping, and then you're like, all right, I'll call them later. Yep, yep, yep. I think we should start a movement right now. Bring back the pager. It'll come full circle. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So from a coaching perspective, you know, clients struggle and anxiety is crushing and depression is real. And the reality of our lives, money, scarcity, pain, heartbreak, like these are really real things. So how do you think it can be beneficial to introduce a spiritual practice to a client and when is the right time to do it? So I think the way to do it is you don't even have to announce it. I, I, I think, um, I mean, I love the you asking for permission. I think that is gentle. I think that's kind. That's great. Um, but you don't have to to go into sessions saying, listen, I'm <laughs> going through a, a spiritual a part of my life and this is what I believe. I think you thread it into conversation and I think people get to know who you are um, by the language that you use, right? So when you start using words like the universe or energy or um, – 
it may, I even even had sessions where I would actually close my eyes for a second, you know, and they might be tripping out on the other side, but I'm just kind of grounding myself. And when you start just being right, a spiritual person, they get that very fast and they will either be attracted to that or they won't, you know. So maybe I can just get a T-shirt that says I am a fairy and then proceed with the coaching. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I am a fairy, but uh, sure. I mean, that that works. I think uh, I think people that are into that would um, hire you instantly. So I'm I'm big on uh, applied positive interventions, which um, there are many. Uh, exercise is an applied positive intervention. Mm-hmm. A Gratitude practice is an applied positive intervention. Um, Savoring is a a beautiful applied positive intervention. And savoring doesn't have to be fancy. I'm enjoying this conversation right now. I can savor this in the moment. And when I introduce those things and those concepts and ask people to connect more with their core, uh, their primal self, that is my way of introducing spirituality to the coaching conversation. Mm, I love it. So, you know, I want to end with this is guys, there's no right way, you know, and you uh, do it the way that's honest to you. And uh, Noel, thank you for bringing up this topic. I think it's courageous and important. And I think it's a, um, when we talk about spirituality, it's uh, uh, something that people, especially coaches uh, kind of hide or may want to run from. And uh, we want to let you know that uh, it's okay to talk, to be a spiritual person and to talk about it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I am a fairy. Be- <laughs> All right. Be well. <laughs> I'll take care, John. Bye.